All right, joining us right now is one of my favorite Dodger prospects. He is a proud Butler Bulldog, and he is at Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona, getting set for his minor league season, and who knows where it may lead by the end of this year, and that is the one and only Ryan Pepio. Thanks for coming on, Pepio. No, David, thanks for having me on. So, uh, you know, when we spoke in the middle of last year, it was uh, getting used to playing games and getting back to some sort of normal for you. Uh, how big of a year was it for you as far as growth last season coming out of COVID and just that summer camp out there at USC? It was uh, it was definitely a big year being able to get back to playing against uh, opposing competition in filled-up stadiums. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of learning lessons and uh, a lot of success and a lot of things that I was able to learn from um, going from AA into AAA. You had a lot of success to start the year at Tulsa, Ryan. When you're having that much success, uh, how do you handle that as far as a minor league player? I know you want to show what you can do, and success is always great, but I know uh, pitching in the minor leagues is about learning and uh, having some adversity. So how was all of that? Because I know you had some adversity later in the year. Yeah, the success was great. It was definitely a confidence booster um, and allowed me to go out there and just have fun and compete. Um, but like you said, adversity is definitely something I need to have to be able to handle and to understand what I need to do to move forward and what I can understand works for me and what doesn't necessarily work for me. Ryan Pepio is our guest. He's out of Butler, and I'm sure are – the, are the Bulldogs dancing this year, Pepio? I haven't been keeping up with the, the Butler Bulldogs. Uh, I don't know. It's going to take a miracle to win the Big <laughs> East tournament to, to get the Bulldogs in the tournament this year. Wow, a very rare uh, no-show from the Butler Bulldogs this year in college basketball. I know. It's been a couple years, I think. When I was there, we went, <laughs> I think, every year. So I know. It's been a bit down a couple years. But, hey, you know, down a couple years, maybe we'll turn it around next year. You know, I'm just obsessed with UCLA over here in Southern California because they came so close to winning it last year. And uh, there, I, I feel like uh, it's uh, UCLA talk all all twenty four seven on the West Coast. How much uh, do you keep tabs on other college basketball programs? I like to watch college basketball. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, definitely was able to go to plenty of games growing up and try to just go visit a bunch of different Midwest colleges to go watch and experience some of the different arenas. But now being over more on the West Coast, trying to go watch ASU play or go. Uh, to L.A. and watch a game out there at some point. Uh, what was it like going to Butler games at the height of the program? Uh, was it as special as what you saw at Cameron Indoor or the Dean Dome or even Poly Pavilion? Um, what's it like? What's the atmosphere of being a student athlete going to watch, uh, you know, that what what they had going on there? We don't really have a big football team, so, like, the big sporting event for, for Butler is basketball games. So it was a lot of fun. It's a historic arena, all brick outside building. Um, the place is electric. Like when somebody hits a three, the place is nuts and like feels like you're going to blow the roof off the place. Um, I got to experience a couple of really fun ones where we stormed the court when number one Villanova came into town yeah. um, and we, we beat them. So there was, I had a lot of fun memories going to those games. Did you storm the court? The court? Were you one of those guys? Oh, absolutely! I was, out there. I was already down. The, I was already down the steps before the game even ended. I was ready. 
Yeah, and Brad Stevens, obviously an Indiana icon. Did you ever have a chance to meet him before he left for Boston? He came back when he was coaching for Boston. Uh, to, when he played the Pacers, came back to campus. So I saw him around Hinkle Fieldhouse where we had our gym and training facility. So I got to see him there, but I never got to see him coaching when I was in school. I saw him growing up um, just because I grew up 30 minutes from Butler. And, and how did you find your way to baseball since Indiana is such a basketball hotbed? Yeah, I wasn't, you know, I, w- I could shoot the ball when I played basketball, <laughs> but other than that, I didn't have a whole lot else going for me. Um, but I, baseball was, my dad had me playing baseball, basketball, and football all growing up, and baseball baseball was the one that, that caught my eye, and I really enjoyed it, and that was the one I thought um, I could play the longest um, professionally. So you say you didn't have much range when you were playing basketball? No, the range is what I had. I could shoot, but <laughs> other than that, any other basketball skills, there was just there was not a whole lot for me. And what was it a challenge trying to pitch and learn baseball in Indiana? I mean, at this time of the year, it's kind of tough to find, uh, you know, the snow not being on the ground. Yeah, it was. You, you may do with what you have. We have a ton of great indoor facilities around my area. Um, I have one that was five minutes from my house that I would just go in. And I, whenever I'm back home, I still go to, um, it's called Round Tripper. And I go there um, whenever I'm home in Indiana to work out, see all my old coaches, see all the old trainers that I worked out with. Um, so it, you find, you make do with what you have. We don't have sunny and 75 every day like Southern California, but <laughs> it's, always, it's always lights on and 70 degrees inside. Yeah, that, that's what's going on with a lot of guys, including Rich Hill out there in Boston. He's finding some indoor areas out there. Ryan Pepio is our guest. He is in Camelback Ranch in Glendale, Arizona, as he and the rest of the Dodger minor leaguers get ready for the season. Now, we had Bobby Miller on the show last week, Ryan, and I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. You, you know you, you hear things. Uh, you hear people rank the Dodger prospects. And your name, Miller's name, and Landon Knack's name always seem to come up. Uh, can you explain to us the dynamic of your relationship as prospects but also competitors? I think less more on the competitor side. Like, we're all friends. All three of our lockers are right next to each other in the locker room. So we have plenty of FaceTime with each other every day. Um, and I think rather than the competitive aspect, it's more of a friend aspect where you're just pushing the other person to get better and you want the best success for each of those guys. I mean, you watch out there and watch Bobby throw a hundred miles an hour, every pitch. Um, and then you go watch Landon just dice people up with his four or five pitch mix. Um, it's, it's fun to watch and it's fun to be a part and be with those guys every day. And they make me get better as well. How much do you guys take from each other? I know Bobby is uh, very much into the analytics and diagnosing things uh, analytically. Are you the same way or are you more of a feel guy? I would say more on the feel side. I like to look at the numbers and analytics a little bit, but I'm not one that's hard-nosed, only look at the numbers. For me, it's just using it as a little bit of a tool to help me if something doesn't feel 100% correct. I'm out there, all right, this felt good coming out of my hand. It looks good. How does the hitter see it? Uh, I'm definitely more on the feel side. I know, I, I mean, your changeup seems to be just as uh... – as uh, popular as you are, I feel like a lot of times your middle name is Changeup. Nobody says Ryan Pepio without mentioning the word Changeup. Uh, what's that pitch 
been for you when you first started? And how do you improve upon such a, a popular pitch that everybody talks about? Has your pitch mix grown or that's your money pitch? You're going with that and your fastball. It's definitely bread and butter with the fastball. So I can, it's something that I feel comfortable throwing any time of the day, any count to any hitter, righty or lefty, doesn't matter to me. Um, I think the biggest thing I've been working on improving it wise is just being able to land it for a strike early and then use it as a put away pitch later on rather than just trying to get swing and misses all the time with it. If I do that, then hitters might be able to just eliminate the pitch. But on the aspect of adding pitches, I've, I've gone to a five pitch mix. Uh, so I have my fastball changeup and then I have a hard slider cutter that I was throwing last year. And then I brought in a new grip on my curveball that I'm having a lot more success and control with. And then big one that we've added this year, um, is a sweeping slider. When you have that many pitches that you're bringing into the mix, uh, are you? is this kind of the time to feel out which three or four you really feel comfortable throwing, or are you comfortable with all five if you were to make a start tomorrow? If I'm, I'll actually am pitching tomorrow. Oh, um, hey, so all right. I'm, I'm gonna be, I'll be comfortable throwing all five of them tomorrow. I, I've been working a lot um, since I've been in Arizona pretty much the whole offseason with the staff that lives here. Um, being able to be with them every day, being able to help work on that mix and be comfortable where I am right now with it. Definitely now in the spring training games or camp games, whatever we have going on, able to try different things that I maybe not try in the actual game and just see what works and what I don't like and see what what I can use later on. Who's been your catcher, uh, Ryan? I know last year you may have had a couple of different ones, but who was your catcher last year in Tulsa? How important is the pitcher-catcher relationship to you? Very important. Um, last year I had Hunter Fiducia and Stevie Berman um, before Stevie got traded to the Twins and then Double A had a great relationship with both of those guys. And then in AAA we had Tony Walters, Hamlet Marte, and Anthony Benboom. And Tony's back with us this year, so I've been able to work with him. And I'm actually really good friends with all of our catchers just because the pitcher-catcher relationship is so important so that they know exactly what I'm trying to do on each day. Each time I go out there, they know the plan I have set, and we're all on the same page. Speaking of catchers, uh, I've been seeing some long balls hit by Diego Cartaya. Have you had a chance to, to see what he can do? Because I've heard that he's a monster up there. Yes. I've watched firsthand. I made sure I did not park my car in the parking lot that day. Hit, the, <laughs> hit that home run into the parking lot, so my windshield stayed safe that day. Um, he's caught some of my – actually, my last, like, three bullpens. Uh, just hasn't been able to – I haven't had him in one of my games yet. But he's definitely very, very good behind the plate, very smart for a 20-year-old, and he can definitely swing, swing the bat a little bit. What, what's it like? Because, you know, I, with the Dodgers, they have such a long tradition of catchers, and not just with the bat, but more importantly, uh, the way that they receive and also that pitcher-catcher relationship and just being the, the quarterback behind the plate there. Do you feel like he has uh, that it factor when it comes to being a catcher to control the game? Definitely. He definitely slows slows you down. And I think for anyone who wasn't with us or didn't know him, you wouldn't know or be able to guess that he's only 20 years old. I mean, he's definitely a lot smarter and uh, more mature than you, uh, what 20-year-old you would think. Um, and then he knows how to call a game. For me, he knows how to 
where I want every pitch to be set up and how I want the shade to look. And then if something's not going right, he knows how to come down and calm me down or slow me down or get my cues back to where I need to be. Ryan Pepio is our guest. Before I let you go, Ryan, does this camp feel a little different than a year ago, not just for the obvious reasons of getting back to some sort of normalcy and having a year under your belt with that, but the Dodger rotation is a little thin, and you have taken some big strides. Does it feel like this camp has more of a purpose as far as the major leagues are concerned to you, or can you not even acknowledge that? Um, I'm just out there doing my business every day, getting ready for um, when minor league season starts in the beginning of April. But it it's kind of hard to say like how this camp is different than others because I really haven't had many experiences before because my first spring training got canceled. Then I had a summer <laughs> summer camp. And then last year's spring training, there was nobody allowed to be around. It was all the COVID protocols. So this year is the closest thing to normalcy that I've had since uh, the two or three weeks I had in 2020. Um, but I'm out there just every day um, with all the guys just working on working on my craft, getting ready for the season, whatever that whatever that brings. Hey, when you get to Dodger Stadium, I'm confident that you will, by the way, this year at some point. Don't forget the little people, okay, Pepio? Don't blow me off hey, like the other a, guys do. I'm a little town guy. I know. <laughs> all right. I'm an Indiana guy. I know where I come from. I know, I know, my, I know my circle. I know my people. Uh, All right. You, know. you will you will get influenced, though, once you get to the big leagues. Uh, the veterans will tell you to, to, you know, they'll just treat me really poorly in, in a good way. So don't get influenced that way. Okay. I can do that. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to see you out there in Arizona. Hopefully you're still there when this thing gets resolved and uh, we got everybody in camp together for whatever amount of time allows it to be and uh i can't wait to see you at dodger stadium ryan uh you're easy guy to root for and i'm happy to share you again with the dodger fans no thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed it and thank you for the support i'm looking forward to when the day comes that i get to step foot on dodger stadium it'll be a very yeah, exciting that, day that would be great i'll be there for that ryan thanks a lot no thank you